Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Ono Sullivan and today's guest on the show is Brendan Miller, the drummer in the Limerick band Zombie Picnic. They've just released their new album, Rise of a New Ideology. It's uh, five, six tracks and it's really, really good. Post-rock was the first genre that came to mind and then after talking to Brendan, he, uh, he kept mentioning prog. So I haven't listened to the album since I've talked to him, but I'm kind of, I don't know, maybe it is prog, just to... Just so you're aware, I really, really like it. Though it's really, it's a, it's an album that's made to be played live. There's two nine-minute tracks on there. There's a couple of uh, five-minute ones. The shortest one is the last one, three minutes twenty seconds. And I really wish it was like a ten, fifteen-minute song. It's uh, it's really, really good. I think it's one of the best uh, rock albums uh, released in Ireland so far this year. I think that claim will hold up come December. Um, yeah, they're a four-piece, Brian Fitzgerald, uh, Jim Griffin, Brendan Miller, and Dave Tobin. Uh, the cover, as well, deserves a mention. It's by uh, Sylvan Tohad Sarai. Uh-oh. Should have should have practiced that before I started doing this intro. Uh, it's called Summer on... Oh, no. Should have practiced. This is all. Summer on Ganymede. And it's really, really good. If you go to Zombie Picnic's Bandcamp page, you'll... Uh, see the cover you'd be able to buy the album uh it's really really good i'd recommend it and hope that you enjoy this chat with brendan um talked about politics for a little bit just because you can't avoid it some of the songs on this second album by zombie picnic let's let's look at the titles democracy cannot survive they see science as dangerous life support systems anger and storage denial will follow that gives you a little bit of a taster uh, and you wonder like, oh, how much thought goes into song titles? I've talked to other bands for their like, it is my least favorite part of the job coming up with a song title. I hate doing it. It's just like, I don't know what that means. And that's what I think as well. Looking at the point of everything. What does that mean? I don't know. Please never, ever ask me that because I won't give you a coherent answer. Don't know why I'm bringing it up now, though. But uh, yeah, Brendan was saying that, yeah, it's uh, kind of obviously political. So we get into that a little bit at the end. Yeah, uh, definitely go listen to the album. But first, listen to this interview with Brendan and myself. So congratulations on the new album. Are you pleased with how it's turned out? Uh, very happy. Very happy with it now, I must say. It's a, a little bit surprising, the kind of the reaction, the it's kind of a, it seems to be doing it's getting very positive kind of reviews over the last few weeks, you know, uh, which is great to see, you know. You're you're not used to like the positivity, is it? Uh, well, not used to so much of it in one uh, short space of time, I suppose. It's kind of we're normally a kind of slow burner operation, you know. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that kind of like just based off the first album? Like you're you're just like it takes a while to kind of get going or to get people to actually listen to it. Uh, a little bit like that because it, it was more of a, a slow burner but I think we just kind of we, we'd put more into this and it just seemed to be kind of like a, a big flurry of activity that kind of came at us um, which is great which is great it's obviously what we kind of wanted to do we wanted to step it up as much as possible you know right so what did you do different uh, well, I think we just kind of put more into it from, from from the writing from the recording and just trying to get the name out there as much as possible after doing that you know so i think we kind of we kind of tried to try to up our game in every kind of aspect of it right yeah 
Is that something that like the first album is kind of like a learning curve? Yeah, definitely. Even though you know we've we've all kind of uh, released stuff over the years, and but like everything has changed since the last time I actually you know released an album, which was back in two thousand and eight or nine. I think it is an EP. But like the the whole thing, everything has changed now. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, I think yeah, the first album was definitely a learning curve, and the first album was just kind of you know, I think we've been playing together for a couple of years and. We weren't really kind of do. We weren't doing a lot of gigs. So we we're like, okay, maybe we, we should do an album. <laughs> we'll do an album. Maybe we'll start doing some gigs then to try and push this album. And so I think yeah, the, the first was definitely a learning curve. It was kind of a thing. We just we, we did it because we needed to kind of get something out there. I think the the first album. The first album, yeah, yeah, back in twenty sixteen. So do you look back at that? You're like, oh man, like even from like the moment that you released it where you're like oh we should have done so many things differently uh but yeah i think we, we kind of because you kind of do things you, you kind of go okay i'll do all i'll do all this stuff we'll do it in steps and you kind of forget that you need to kind of especially when it comes to promoting an album you need to be doing a, a, a lot of things at the same time you can't just kind of do it in chunks so you need to be kind of spinning plates at all the same time which we didn't really do it was like oh we'll do a little bit of you know, contacting and promoting this week, you know, and we'll get back to it at the end of the month. So we're a little bit more streamlined this time around, I think. I think, like, it's so much harder to kind of stand out as well, isn't it? Because so many bands are getting, like, so many Irish bands are getting so much smarter with how they do it. They kind of know how the process kind of works a lot more. Like, I get I get emails from, like, brand new bands, and it you can kind of just tell the difference between, like, a band doing it for the first time and a band like, say, you guys who are on your second record or something. Yeah, I, I, can, even, I can even see that in, like, the my own emails that I'm sending out. So you, you start sending off emails and even by the time you get to the end of the list of people you're contacting, it's like, oh, the, the last email I sent because it kind of evolves as you're going through it. So you're like, I can't believe I sent that first draft to that first guy. I'll probably have to go. I'll probably have to get back to him, <laughs> you know? So, so like, let's do, let's do a band tips thing. Like, what, what would be your top, like, tip for a band who's, like, just starting out for, like, emailing or something? I think yeah, it's it kind of it's it kind of evolves for everybody, and it, you have to kind of know like who do you want to contact. You know, it's kind of it needs to be there needs to be a reason for you to be contacting these person. You know, not not just because they're a podcast, or not just because they're um, an online uh, magazine or whatever. And um, so, I think you need to you need to kind of know what their audience is and kind of focus. So you're not just kind of sending it to everybody. You need to kind of have a more focused kind of approach. And there was actually a thing that really kind of kind of helped me, like when you kind of get involved with online groups. I think there, there's a there's a nine or nine group where there's a lot of musicians and people like that, and they're giving each other advice, and they can even point you in the direction of a, a list of do's and don'ts and like, what they have found works for them. Uh, so I think it's kind of definitely talking to people that have gone through us a bit more, a little bit more experience than you, and they kind of people are always kind of happy to pass it on. I find. Yeah, like that, that is the thing as well. It's like bands are willing to help other bands. Like I always, I, I always used to ask acts, you know, like, oh, what, what would be different, say, if you're like a Cork band or as a Cork band, as opposed to a Dublin band. And everyone says, you know, 
oh, the scene is more inclusive down here or something. They think that it's kind of like different separate scenes up there and that like everyone kind of, I don't know, has a knife ready to go in the back of another <laughs> band. And yet, but like all of Ireland, it's so small and it's like everyone is willing to help and like give advice or give a, a um, you know, a contact or something like that. Is that kind of your experience as well? Uh, that's definitely been my experience. And I, I, I don't really see there kind of being a rivalry between cities. I definitely think that bands in different cities need each other, you know, and I think they kind of, kind of crossing over to deal with people in, you know, making a contact of a band in Dublin or Cork or something like that can only help you, like, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, like, what's what's Limerick like now? It seems like it's doing really, really well. Uh, like, I was talking to one of the DIY LK guys there, and it yeah. just seems like there's low, like, it's living up to the Limrock uh, uh, tag that it's, uh, that it's had for, like, years and years. Uh, it's great at the moment. I mean, there's... Obviously, like, you know, the kind of the, the older kind of heads, <laughs> like, like like ourselves, we've been around a while in kind of different bands. And then you've like, you know, the kind of bands like uh, Windings and Foxjaw have been around a while. But then there's lots of great newer, younger bands coming in like Pow Pig and uh, Cassavettes that supported us in our album launch there uh, two weeks ago. And uh, Cruiser and... Well, so, yeah, so there's, there's a great, that's a, like the DIY LK guys have really kind of, they've brought in these newer bands and are creating a newer scene, you know, which kind of go, but the, there's kind of crossover there with the older bands and the younger bands. So the scene's very strong, probably the strongest it's been in a long time. Do you think that uh, Limerick, Limerick ne- do you think that Limerick like needed that as well? Like, did did it feel like it was kind of on a on a downward slope for a while or or how was it? Um, it was always good. I think the, the, there was healthy acts kind of coming through Limerick to play, but I think uh, on, a, on, a, on a local kind of basis, there wasn't enough uh, big local shows happening. Uh, but I think that's definitely that's starting to change now with the strength of the acts that are around. So you kind of see local bands headlining in, uh, in just venues across town, like, you know, from Pharmacia to Dolan's, you know. And there's a good crowd to go around as well. There seems to be because there, there's stuff on kind of all week in Limerick now, whereas it used to be kind of, you know, there'd be gigs Thursdays, Saturdays, that kind of be your main thing. But like gigs run the whole way across the week now. So there's kind of, and it's it's different type of stuff across the board. So anytime I go out to shows, they're always well attended. And it's not, you're seeing the same, you know, 15 guys going to the same gigs, you know. And you all end up in the local paper together as attendees, kind of thing. But you know, there's kind of, there's definitely, uh, there's definitely a big, there's a big pool of people to play to, like you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you mentioned um, Powpig. Have you seen them live? No, I've never seen them live, which is a, which is a, which is a shame. But I'd love to see them. I did get their their EP, and they released it on cassette there a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. uh, so I picked, I picked that up, but I need to, yeah, I need to see them live. All right. So yeah, I've seen videos of them on live and stuff, but I need to catch them on an actual show. Yeah. They're, they're so I know just... they played, they played, uh, Oh yeah. Quarter block party. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say they played down in yeah. Cork recently. Yeah, I know. I was at that show. I thought that they were brilliant and it was just like, it was like a breath of fresh air. It was like, where, where have these guys been? I've been waiting for this band for years, you know? It just felt like the right moment and the right time and everything. It's, it's like, yeah, this is like, this is savage, weird pop. and <laughs> It's just really great to hear it, like, you know? Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah. I, can't, I can't quite put my finger on it, but I like how weird it is. <laughs> 
Um, so, like, let, let's talk about the start of Zombie Picnic. Is it, like, 2012, I think it was, that you formed, was it? 20, 2012, yeah, 2012, we decided, because uh, we had me, Jim, and David played in a band called The Fear of the Better for a few years, which was kind of a kind of punk blues kind of thing, kind of kind of party band kind of thing. So we kind of, that had kind of come to its kind of natural end. So we said, okay, let's try something new. We had no idea what the hell that was. So we just kind of rented out this practice space and uh, just started, I don't know, just started jamming out some, some stuff and it started to come together. And like Jim used to be our singer and we were like, are we going to have vocals on this? And he's like, no, nah, I don't really need it yet. So just kept on going like that. And then we got Brian in to play bass, who we all know for years. I'm to school with Brian. The lads would be mates with Brian as well. Uh, so it just kind of started rolling from there, really. Like, so like when the ashes of an old band. So when you started, you didn't know what type of music you were going to play. You didn't know that it was going to be this kind of post-rock, heavy rock type of thing. No, no, we had no idea what it was going to be. It's like, uh, like with most of the things we do, we don't really have a plan. We just kind of start doing something. And uh, yeah, it eventually just kind of sorts itself out. Is it, is it, <laughs> but, is it just uh, like what you're listening to at the time or something? Like where does the sound develop? Is it in the practice room or is it like swapping CDs or something that you're like, oh yeah, maybe we can do a bit of this or is it just jamming out and see what comes out? I think it's jamming out. So somebody would come in with an idea. It might be uh, a guitar part one of the lads has, and it might be a quite, quite kind of, you know, what you call it, consider kind of classic kind of prog kind of thing. And then we'd all kind of bring our own influences too, because there isn't that much crossover in what we all listen to. There's a little bit. Because like, you know, uh, like Jim would be more of a, definitely the big prog head in the band. I'd be more kind of into the kind of, the kind of post-rock instrumental kind of mogwai kind of stuff and brian's more of a metal head and dave listens to kind of new wave and folk and all this kind of stuff so i suppose we all someone comes in with a bit and then in the back of our own minds we're going well i want that to sound like this so my bit's gonna <laughs> gonna sound like this type of a song and then we just keep kind of jamming it out and it kind of evolves quite normally quite quickly to a finished well at least the I suppose the structure of the song gets done quite quickly and then we'll kind of be kind of changing little bits of it here and there. So it's like we, we don't really, <laughs> I don't think we, we don't really swap music or anything like that. We just kind of kind of battle it out to what we want it to sound like by kind of jamming it out as, as, as much as possible. And, and is that the way that, it, that it's always been or was it like you released a suburb Reverse in 2016 and then when you were kind of thinking about doing a second album were you like, okay, we know what we are now, we know what we sound like and we know what we want to sound like? Uh, so Summer Reverse is, is a bit different because they're very long compositions and I think it was almost that album is kind of the, it's a different type of album to new because that, that's, that album is almost nearly one song one 40 minute song the way it's kind of all intertwined together in a way but they are there are four there are four songs on it but i mean the way we played that live back in the day we used to use monologues and stuff to and um, tie the whole thing together so we were essentially play, going up there and playing one 40 minute song which uh I don't know how that went down. It's kind of hard to tell when you just play, <laughs> when you you know you just kind of play for forty minutes and people go, "Oh, you're finished. Oh, all right, cool." And <laughs> um, so it's 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 kind of it's kind of different in that sense. We knew that 
the first album kind of just we wanted it to be this kind of experiment of uh, kind of tying everything together. So it, it was kind of there two kind of separate things in that way. Like the new one, the uh, rise of new ideology is kind of side A is still kind of like that. It's kind of uh, there. That's where you have your longer compositions, and then side B is kind of short and kind of snappy stuff, or our our radio friendly side, I suppose. And um, where you could actually, you know, maybe get some radio playoff stuff that's, you know, sub eight minutes. <laughs> but uh, so they're kind of, yeah, they're kind of, they were written in a similar, in a similar way. But I think we did put more kind of thought into, um, because we were, we were doing this album as uh, we knew it was going to be on vinyl. We wanted to do it that way. And we wanted to have two very distinct sides. So even the way we were kind of, uh, and it, like what we needed, we what we knew we needed to write. So then the kind of bits that you were bringing in to jam out, that was the kind of stuff you were bringing in, you know. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Like thinking of it in terms of a vinyl release and like doing an A side and a B side, like kind of being, I don't know, like like writing the notes for it, sort of thing, you know. Uh, it's good. Yeah, it's it's a, a pure kind of prog concept kind of thing. We were like, you know, if we're going to do it on vinyl, we might as well go full nerd, you know. So, yeah, so we were like, yeah, so it get kind of the vinyl did dictate the track listing, definitely. And we were always thinking about side A, side B. We wanted to have two different sides. Uh, like, you know, thematically, we wanted the two sides to be very kind of different as well. Yeah. So that was kind of kind of from the get go. We knew we wanted to do a vinyl because um, we're all big kind of you know vinyl heads and vinyl collectors. And so we always wanted to do a vinyl, but it's gonna, it's a big, it's a big step up to getting vinyl printed and getting CD printed. They're two completely different, uh, I suppose, commitments in a way. How, how did you find it? Like, did you, were you waiting ages for it? Uh, no, it was actually okay because we, we knew that we didn't want to get into the, the queue for record store day and kind of get tied up with all that. So we kind of tried to have, we were like, okay, we need to be, Need to have artwork and all that stuff done by. I think I think we gave ourselves just to, we just plucked the date out of the air like you know the fourth of December. You know we have to everything has to be done by the fourth of December. Just putting ourselves under unnecessary pressure just to kind of to get it done and not get kind of just to kind of because we knew we didn't want it to be carrying on and carrying on. We really just wanted to get it out there because we were quite quite proud of it because the recording didn't take very long. So we were kind of listening to it and doing mixes for ages. You know. And so we were kind of, yeah, we, we, we kind of found it was good because we, we got everything in there. The, the artwork was probably the, the thing that took us the longest to do. We couldn't, um, we couldn't quite agree on that for a while. So oh, yeah, because, because like, I think that the artwork is class. Like, I think it really oh, well, suits the suits the idea as well. It does. It's, and, and I think that's the thing that we, we couldn't find anything for ages that we all agreed on. And then finally, Jim Century, he's like, here's this uh, French uh, graphic artist. You know, I like some of this stuff. He's like, you know, take a look at some of his work. And then immediately we all just gravitated towards this piece that he had. And so it was, it was an easy decision for us to make then. So that was the first time we'd actually all <laughs> agreed on something. And we were like, yeah, that look amazing on a vinyl. It really suits and uh, the kind of the mood of the album so we got we kind of we locked out on the, the artwork definitely so uh, i was kind of very glad that we kind of spent our time on it um prog probably wouldn't have been the 
the genre of music that stood out when I was listening to this album. And now I'm kind of like, I'm almost scared to go back and listen to it just in case I'm like, oh my God, it's, it's all prog now. Because like, I don't know if, I don't, I don't know if I, if I hate prog, but I think it's got such a bad name, you know, that like, it, it's, it's kind of yeah. infected me. I don't know. What are the, what are the prog elements on the, on the album? Because like, it certainly sounds like the first one kind of was prog if it was like a 40 minute kind of track divided into four. But the, yeah, it's, 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 that's the, the thing of like Jim Dean, a big uh, a kind of prog guy. Like he brings that to the table, definitely. Like you know, um, but then I wouldn't be a very prog drummer, and I don't think Brian Brian isn't really a prog bass player. So it's kind of it's it, it, there is a lot of crossover with different genres there. So prog is it, it can be a, a dirty word for some people. Some people kind of go. Oh, it kind of puts kind of puts them off immediately. Whereas other people absolutely love it and are very passionate about it. Same thing with post rock. Post rock kind of can sometimes sounds like um, a really pretentious muso kind of kind of thing, where it kind of it means everything and nothing in a way. <laughs> you know, it's kind of a it's kind of one, it's one of those strange kind of marmite kind of terms as well that people either love it or hate it. Yeah, so I, I kinda, was, yeah, it's kind of. Oh yeah, sorry. There you go. What? No, I, I was just going to ask you about like the post-rock scene in Ireland, just because like, say, I don't know, nine, ten years ago, I think Irish music was kind of like post-rock was probably on top in terms of like alternative or, um, you know, music that I would have listened to, you know, Redneck Collective, Redneck Manifesto and the Richter Collective and, um, and so I watch you from afar. And now like, and yeah. so I watch you from afar kind of on their fourth album and I'm like, I don't really have any interest in them anymore. And there doesn't seem, it doesn't seem to be like as healthy as it once was. I don't know, like, y- like you as a fan, you might be able to say like what it's like at the moment. Are, are there any Irish bands that you're listening to or what are you listening to in terms of post-rock? Like, where do you think it is and where do you think it's going? An easy question, you know, just tell me about the health of this genre of music. Uh, I think it's uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's doing pretty well because I mean you see like an announcement of uh, uh, God as an astronaut. I mean they just kind of tease what their what their artwork is like, and people kind of are still losing their minds over it. And I still think uh, so. Watching from afar, get uh, still get great crowds and are releasing good stuff. Um, and the Red Dick Manifesto, they just did their tour last year. They did a tour. The Thunder new album, and I think that's coming out at some point this year, which I think there'd be a lot of people still very interested in that. So, but I think as new stuff coming through, I know, I know definitely like they're the kind of the legacy bands, you know, that kind of paved the way. Um, but I think there's still a lot of excitement around those bands, you know. And, yeah. Uh, I, I, I like, did you listen to the new And So I Watch From Afar album? Uh, did I listen to the what was the name of the last one? <laughs> oh man it had like a baby on the cover it was like two people on the cover like uh, I mean they were so good at the start like and uh, Secretaries to Kill is such a great track and it's like one of the best opening tracks of an album ever but it's just like yes, the endless shimmering correct. the endless <laughs> shimmering is what it what it is the album cover is a baby screaming and next to her is a dog looks like it's yawning but it's like i don't know i don't know if i've listened to that album and it's like and and god is an astronaut as well it's like i know the people love them but it's just like i don't know if i've ever actually listened to them i don't know what it is 
Uh, well, the, the guys in Astronaut, they, they, they have a new single out, and then the album is coming soon, I believe. Um, but it's kind of, yeah, I mean, yeah, now, now that you mention it, it's like, did I, did I listen to that album? It's like, I know they're doing, I know they're doing pretty good right now. Yeah. Maybe they're doing that. Maybe they're doing that without me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, but they like, don't need me. <laughs> yeah, but but like, do you, do you feel like part of that kind of post rock scene now, like as Zombie Picnic? I don't know. I don't know what kind of what part of the scene we're kind of um, we're part of because we we kind of get booked to. I, th- I think promoters in Limerick are like, oh, you're the you're the Limerick prog band, right? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and then other people are like, oh, you're that post rock band from Limerick, right? And it's like, yeah, sure, whatever you. Is, is there a gig in it for us? We'll do, we'll do it. We'll do it. We don't mind. So I, I don't think we we tried to. I tried to stay away from genres if at all possible, and, then, and and just try and use the word instrumental, and then let people make up their own minds. But uh. But it, it is strange how, how different people can kind of can say, you, you know, you are that prog band from Limerick or you are that post-rock band from Limerick. And they're both they're both fine with me, but I, I don't know what kind of, I don't know what scene we kind of uh, belong into because we're not a, we don't play live massive amounts because um, we're all busy kind of having our, our, our normal boring lives and all that kind of stuff. But uh, that's another thing we're trying to step up is to play a lot more live shows. But uh, we we have been talking to um, is it Cormac the cosmonaut, so he's kind of you know I think we're definitely kind of trying to become part of the the scene down in Cork in that way where we're going to kind of be part of like the the cosmonaut kind of scene down in Cork because <laughs> I think if, if we if we can do that. Because uh, we had uh, a great experience. I, I know Cormac for a good few years, and it was just good to play one of his shows with uh, with Megacone last year. And so we can kind of kind of keep that up and kind of play because Megacone would be more metal, but they'd also be prog. So the, the whole thing is kind of confusing. So <laughs> is is um is playing live kind of like you know I don't know like building up to running a marathon or something like that you know like that you have to kind of stay fresh at it like if you haven't done it in like a year or something like that or do you know that you're rusty like at the start or do you fall back into it straight away well we're lucky in the way that, that we might not play gigs very regularly but we're always playing music together at least once a week Right, so yeah. we're always kind of we're always trying to keep our, our chops up <laughs> as much as possible you know but uh, you know, if we if we don't meet up to practice for a couple of weeks, you definitely feel rusty immediately, like you know. But it's, it's a different experience playing live, and if yeah, if you haven't played live in a while, and you kind of you forget how kind of hot on stage gets, and then you kind of you realize you're not 24 anymore, and you're like, oh no, yeah, <laughs> maybe I should maybe I should only have two points instead of three or four points before I go up. So um, 20, 24 but, is like the optimal age for like being in a band and playing live. Uh, that's the last time I felt good anyway. I don't know about the rest of the lads. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, but uh, you know, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's, a, it's a hard thing to do, but yeah, if you're not constantly playing live, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to keep your chops up, but that's why we're trying to, we're trying to play a hell of a lot more this year. So that's the, that's our main focus is get the album out there and then bring our music to as many places around the country as possible. Cool. Um, um, 
do, do you see yourselves as just changing uh, the the interview completely? Do you see yourselves as Go kind on. of like a political uh, band? Just because you know, going by the song titles and the album name, I'm just wondering, mm. like, do, is like, I mean, it's called uh, Rise of a New Ideology, and then the song titles as well. Like, the first song is called uh, "Democracy Cannot Survive." Yeah, well, I think it, yeah, it is, <laughs> plainly. Um, I, I, I think, yeah, it, it definitely, it comes across that way because it, it's kind of a, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's taking a view at kind of the, the kind of, kind of political kind of uh, scope at the moment, like, you know, but it, it's our kind of um, dark way of looking at the future. That's what side A kind of, kind of does on the album and then it goes on to our weird kind of self-help tape of how to deal with that so i think it's it's definitely it's definitely it's definitely a politically charged kind of kind of album not that we had we sat down and said what message are we trying to do here that, i think that was very kind of um thematically especially with the, the voiceovers and the archive material that we've used that was kind of definitely powered by jim where jim kind of comes in with a more formed idea that we would have individually and um, so we just kind of go yeah that sounds good that i don't mind saying that <laughs> so uh yeah that's that's, that's normally the way that goes but it's definitely definitely a, a somewhat politically charged album i guess yeah like it's just talking about politics for for a few minutes like i yeah. just just looking at the news yesterday you know there's talk about like Russia maybe probably poisoned someone in London and it's not even the main story yeah. of the day you know it's like Facebook and it's huge data breaches and you're just like yeah. you know countries are accusing other countries of this that and the other Ireland is like losing another thing at the UN convention that like they don't have the full rights or whatever and you're just like if you if you take a second and breathe, it's like like the where is where is all this going? I mean, there is a kind of a, a sense of senselessness and like like I don't know. It's easy to just it's, get it's, down about it, isn't it? Uh, it, it's, it, it? It's just so much of us. You can, you can just because obviously you, more often than not, you're just going to scroll past it pretty quickly, and then you know before you know it, you're still scrolling twenty four hours later and some other horrible thing has happened so yeah it's a strange conveyor belt of news things that should be taking up about a week of the consciousness of everybody just seems to be over in about a day so it's a uh, yeah it's strange yeah that facebook thing um we saw a poll saying you know are you gonna are you gonna get rid of your facebook account and i was like no i needed to needed to, pr to promote the band <laughs> i can't do that yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, 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 the facebook thing was uh not really shocking. Not, not, yeah, it was shocking and not not surprising at the same time. So it's kind of I don't know. So I did see the thing that you put up about you were talking about um, um, you know Facebook marketers. You have to kind of give so much money to them to be seen. Yeah. On your at this point, so, you know, it's kind of it's become it's like this isn't you know the kind of free thing they signed up for that was kind of handy. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, like that's the thing, and it and it's like I I I don't like check the analytics or anything enough to see if it if it is actually worth giving facebook say a tenor so that 500 people might just see the post you know 
And that's something that I don't yeah. know about, like new bands do, because like you see it all the time on your own Facebook page that like bands are promoting it. Mm. And like, you know, the amount that I just scroll past just because I see sponsored or something, you know, it's it's a strange one. That's that's the thing that I get torn by, because I think there are people that go, oh, I don't, I don't like clicking on ads. If I click an ad, then, you know, there's this thing that Facebook knows that I, you know, they're going to show me more ads, you know, yeah. so it's kind of, it's a, yeah, it's an endless conveyor belt of, uh, I don't want to click, click on that because I'll see more of it. So it's, yeah. So people are kind of precious about their clicks <laughs> when it comes to sponsored content like that, I suppose. And and I think it's also the thing that people just want to scroll when, the, when they are on Facebook or when they're on Twitter, they just want to scroll and just see like a million different things, but not really engage with any of them. Yeah, it's a, it's a, I, want to, I want to ignore as many things as possible. <laughs> like, I don't know, I'm a broadly positive person, but when you stop and like look around and like look at the world at the moment, it's kind of like, oh man, I don't know what's coming next. <laughs> yeah, that's heavy, man. <laughs> I know, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't usually talk about politics on here, but... <laughs> Um, oh, I just brought it out of you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, talk, talking about this really dystopian future and whether we have a future or not. Like, so, so what are the plans for the year for uh, Zombie Picnic? Uh, gigs, gigs. We're gonna try and get some uh, get some shows together. And uh, I think the the biggest thing, well, we we a couple of things in the in the pipeline, nothing confirmed yet. But uh, we should have a show in Cork at the end of May at some point. And um, we're supposed to be playing a record store day show, which is April 21st, but that's not announced yet either. So I can't say where that is, um, but uh, we're hoping to get to the UK um, this year and play our first uh, run of shows over there, which is a thing we've never got to do. Um, but uh, with the kind of the deal we have at Burning Shed, we definitely have a lot more visibility over in the UK now. So we'd love to get over there to um, you know, to play in front of people that have bought the album because there has been a lot of people from all over the UK that have started buying the album, you know? That's great. So it's g- gig, gigs, gigs, gigs is hopefully the hopefully the big plan for this year. So Cool. Well, it's off to a good start. I mean, re- uh, releasing a great new album, great post-rock album, you know, saving the genre. Should I say that? Oh, do. Please do. <laughs> I'm going to hold you. Yeah. <laughs>